Hello and welcome to a special edition of Cast of Thrones, a Game of Thrones podcast. Today we have for you a fun little interview we did. Who <laughs> is that interview with? <laughs> when I heard about it, I danced across the living room. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned for an interview with Sirio Pharrell. Your wow. water dancer. The dancing master. Dancing water master. dancing instructor. Also known as Miltos Uralimo. Yes. He was the nicest person ever, I have to say. Yes. It's pronounced it's a, like Geronimo. That's what he told us. <laughs> it's an amazing interview. It's very, it's, it's long, but good. So remember, <laughs> tune in on Tuesday for the regular episode of Cast of Thrones. Enjoy. Love. Hello. This is Cyril Furan. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> what is your first question? So we are here with Miltos Yeralamu, uh, who plays Sirio Farrell in Game of Thrones. Hello, sir. Hi. And uh, with me is uh, with me is Mike Dow, as always. Always. So Hello, thank Mike. you, thank you so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be asked. And uh, <laughs> and to tell you the truth, you you play one of our absolute favorite characters. Uh, we I think we're all huge Sirio fans. Well, it's uh, it's it's uh, terrifying and an honor to <laughs> have that responsibility. <laughs> you, you just do it with so much panache and flair that you know from your first moment you just fall in love with the character. Yeah. Like uh, this is uh, someone that is also someone you you know not to be reckoned with, but someone you just want to learn from. Yep, uh, it's very it's very flattering. It's it's something that the that Dan and Dave kind of had very much in their heads that, you know, from even when I was doing my screen tests, that that's kind of what they were looking for. They really wanted someone who, because, because of course, his whole reason for his, in a way, his existence within George's stories is to be someone who, that, that basically is a, like a catalyst to, to Arya. So mm-hmm. who kind of listens to her and um, treats her almost like an equal. So that was very important to them. Right, right. So so we do something a little little different. We have um we have like five of us who all do the show together. And okay. um you know, we just have two of us here today, but so I've like read all the books and am completely steeped in everything. And then Mike, uh we don't we he's not allowed to read the books. So oh, this is I noticed this cuz I did listen to one of your podcasts. Oh, okay. And- fantastic i really like the fact that that dynamic is brilliant <laughs> yeah so um so you know his first his his first uh you know knowledge of serio is from seeing the show but for me you know i i read through the books and you know loved the character in the books and was kind of nervous because it's such a cool character uh in the books that w- what they're going to do with it in the show but i think they really i mean i think you guys have done a fantastic job and i really think you even like added a couple layers to the character which is kind of exciting so so anyway i just wanted to to thank you for that and uh congratulate you on, on doing such an excellent job so yeah well, we still got <laughs> episode eight to go <laughs> so were you familiar with the books at all or have you read any of them uh, since? no this is it was a brand new thing to me i mm-hmm. mean i've always been a big fan of uh science fiction mm-hmm. 
probably more so than let's say what I'd like to kind of call historical fantasy but mm-hmm. I, I love imaginative stories uh, so it was something that that was really appealed to me when I heard about it but then of course when I found out I think it was probably after I had maybe my I was about to have my third screen test and I thought okay I'm going to start reading some of this <laughs> so I went to uh, I went into a London bookshop uh, in the centre of London and was looking for the book and lo and behold uh, there was a shelf as there normally is in in these bookstores which are bestsellers you know the bestsellers mm. for each kind of category and in the fantasy sci- science fiction uh, section it was number one it was like it was uh, at the top of the and it was like oh i think <laughs> i realize now that this is actually quite a big deal um <laughs> But I think in 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 the UK we we are a little bit slow to know to know these books. Maybe mm. uh, I, I kind of get the same impression from the rest of the cast when we were talking about it. But, but we kind of came to it. Uh, this was our first you know first introduction to it, and yet as we started reading them, we realised immediately just why they had such a, a huge following because uh, George writes with uh, quite a lot of unique detail in in, in, you know kind of almost like realizing a world that we're kind of familiar with but Mm -hmm. in a completely different way it almost in in seeing seeing the underbelly of it as much as the beauty of its you know its imagination of course those huge stories that span generations and characters are are, you know kind of follow them through their them growing up Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. dying their you know their ambitions and yeah, so so that was my first introduction to it. But of course, when I started reading the first book, it, it it was very clear to me that it was going to be really exciting. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I just I love how he develops characters, and there's no like there's just he he doesn't develop a one dimensional character. There's no like good guys mm. and bad guys. It's mm. everyone sort of has depth to them. That's I think what I enjoy the most about it. Yeah. So, so how does one become serial Pharrell? Like, uh, you know, how did, how did that start? Like, did you just, was there just a casting call? Did your agent say, you know, that we have an interesting part? You know, what was that entire process like? Well, I went to see Nina Gold, who is someone I've known kind of all my career, really. She's, I've known her as a casting director for a long time. And she hadn't called me in for quite a while, but uh, she called me in for, for this. But I read for Varies, actually. Oh, really? You know, obviously the script has changed drastically since the kind of sides, you know, the, the, the bits of scenes mm. that you get to kind of learn to do, to do for your screen test. But it was a scene where he goes to uh, Ned in, in, a ce- in the cells. Mm. I think you'll probably see it in episode eight, but it's probably been rewritten because I've heard lines from, from that scene spoken by the characters so far in the series. So it's very okay. interesting. <laughs> the way it develops like that. Um, so I, I read, I read this scene, and obviously I wasn't right for the part. But about two weeks later, I got a call back saying, although they didn't think you were right for the part, they they liked your reading. So can you come back and read for a character called Sarah Farrell? But obviously by this point, I had no idea who these characters were, except that it said, I think in my, the breakdown of my email, has to be exceptionally good at sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh my God. And it had a little kind of um, additional note which said, not just of a standard that you find in drama school, you know, the kind of, because of the skills you learn at drama school, which I never went to drama school. I, I did a, a degree course and then ended up just doing my own work and kind of just grafted in a kind of ordinary uh, way. Um, and uh, I, what I did know is that I, I had had a lot of uh, experience doing choreographed fight routines because oh, really? I'd worked a lot at the Royal Shakespeare Company and there's always a, a, a bit of fencing or a little bit of kind of broadsword work or, mm. you know, daggers and, you know, close combat. And uh, and I uh, when I started my career, I was also doing a lot of acrobatics and dancing. Really? Yeah, well, I'm not... I would never say that I'm a dancer because I n- never trained in that way. I never trained as a dancer. I never trained as an acrobat. But... When I was at college and I, I was uh, discovering the things that I found I had an aptitude for, those were the things. I, I'd always been quite light on my feet, probably because I'm so short, you know, that, <laughs> having that low centre of gravity kind of helps because I don't fall over very easily. <laughs> um, so, so you know, they, want, they always wanted me to get on the rugby team, but I was too precious about about my, <laughs> my limited looks. So I, I, I I'm just going to... I'm just going to pretend to fight. I'm not really going to get into proper kind of like battles with, with huge guys. Um, so that put me in good stead. So, of course, the scene they asked me to learn was the, the very first uh, lesson. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing it and learning it. And I took with me a little bamboo stick, which I, you know, kind of played with as I was doing the screen test. And um, Nina's assistant, Robert is an excellent actor and so whenever you get a chance to kind of do a, a screen test or a reading with him it's brilliant because most of the time you're going to go into to these kind of environments and the person who's reading opposite you isn't giving you anything yeah he was like aria and it was it was brilliant because i it just made it gave a whole different di- dimension i i can't stress enough how how much of a difference it, it is for an actor when when you kind of doing a scene and someone is really kind of acting with you even though he's off camera so i did that and then they obviously liked it and then i did it again and they obviously liked it and <laughs> as, as a as an actor what you normally do when you go to these things because it is so much about whether you look right or there's a the right kind of feeling mm-hmm. you kind of try and forget about it you you do the screen test and you go home and you just go okay i did a, i did as best as i could do and we'll wait and see you know i do kind of try and put it to the back of your head but then when i heard that the producers and the writers were coming to the uk and they wanted to see me in person of course that's when you're kind of (laughs) you like oh my god i can't believe it i'm actually quite close to getting this and that's when you start getting nervous yeah So there I am, and I'm am d- doing it. They asked me to do it. I've always done it in this kind of uh, in this kind of foreign accent. And then when I do it in front of them, they say, "Can you try it in just you know like your you know in your normal speaking voice?" And a, a lot of of what I did, of course, because I had to kind of convey this idea of who a water dancer is, and mm-hmm. I didn't know really who a water dancer was. And I mean, George writes in great detail in many ways, but uh, you know, you're, I'm sure you're aware of it from reading the book that, right, right. Where, that when he just says he's a water dancer, he mentions a little bit about um, 
men are made of water and when you pierce them the water leaks out and they die right and know that it's not hacking and slashing but that's about it so that was something that i was if i'd got the part i knew that that, that was what was going to be my main challenge trying to put that realize it in some way that made sense right so of course they said yes and of course right. i went right. wow that's really really amazing but obviously you know because you always do this as an actor you go wow they they, they said yes that obviously they're going to tell me now that i've got not serio but i've got a part in it but not <laughs> it's, not it's yes but it's not the part you thought it was going to be uh, but lo and behold it was so the first thing that i did is i said i know i know that my um sword fighting skills are I, I have no problem with choreography and picking up stuff, but I knew that I had a challenge because I had to create something which always, which was the water dance, which right, right. which has to be created, has to be, or have to find out what on earth that is. It's not just about fighting, you know, just just learning some fight moves because I had to give uh, Buster something to work with, you know, so that it wasn't just just a fight. Mm-hmm. So. I said, can I have some prep? Can I basically, can you get me someone who will um, help me with uh, the first lesson? Right. And I right. can take it from there. And lo and behold, they got me William Hobbs, which okay. in my wildest dreams, I never thought it was going to turn up. But okay. we, we start, I met this guy, he's in his 70s now, but uh, he's choreographed, I mean, everything. He's choreographed everything from the duelists, Mm-hmm. Uh, to well, you name it. He's he's done it all, and and it's it's uh, any amazing uh, fight choreography you've seen on film. He's probably had a hand in it. That's amazing. It is amazing, and he might be in his seventies, but he's an amazing teacher. And just working with him immediately gave me an idea of in itself was was a, a real insight into what how someone works when it comes to teaching. Oh, that's so cool because he is like he is like the master that Sirio Farrell. Yes. He is the legend, and of course, I was being very observant and kind of picking up. He told a lot of stories, which uh, you don't you don't get. I mean, you don't get that, but it, it was great for me for my backstory. But you can imagine uh, Sirio and Arya, you know, uh, uh, in between all of this fighting, him kind of giving telling her stories and anecdotes and just things that he'd been involved in uh, past pupils and obviously his own kind of like fighting experience for the sea lord so so that was good just to have in the back of your hair in, in the back of my head but uh, william or bill was brilliant because he he didn't know anything about about anything mm-hmm. He turned up, he said, I've just had a call from HBO. I'm supposed to be teaching you uh, how to do a fight. I've got this this script in front of me, but it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> so I started telling him what I knew, which, of course, I'd read the book by then. And uh, I told him as much as I could about what I thought, who the, who I thought the character was. And it was, it was great because Bill always said, and this is a, a great thing to hear any uh, fight choreographer mm-hmm. say, that he doesn't just put moves together for the sake of it. Every move has to come from a character's point of view. It has to be, there has to be a reason why they do what they do. 
And of course, as an actor, you know, you want to be flamboyant, you want to show off, you want to go look how <laughs> the sword, look how good I am with a sword. But of course, uh, Bill always said, the trouble is when you're very, very good at something, you don't have, you have nothing to prove, so you don't show off. Right. And so we created something and then kept refining it, refining it, refining, refining, refining it so that ultimately um, it was, it was truthful. And it was about, and, and I think that's true with anything, you know, when you have nothing to prove, you have nothing to prove, you know, you do what you do because you know you can do it. So there's right. nothing else to be said about it. And that goes for the fight with the Lannisters. I right. think in the script, it actually said, and interestingly enough, of course, George wrote that, that episode and he says, uh, um, <laughs> so in the script, it had something about he dispatch, it dispatches the, 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 the Lannister guards in a heartbeat. Yeah. And, and, it, and that was very, you went, okay, uh, we understand what that, what that means, you know. Right. So ultimately, going back to the training, we, me and Bill just came up with a vocabulary of a style. I kind of was very interested about, about um, this idea of what the water dance was, which, of course, is all about, for me, is all about ebb and flow. It's kind of Tai Chi mixed with uh, kind of a much more Eastern mm. uh, martial art. It's, of course, he talks about cats, so there's agility in there. Right. So you kind of, you know, you study cats, you study how they move, how they react to things, how they can, you know, be still one minute and, and up on a wall the next. Uh, the kind of sense of how calm they can be, but that when they're, when they get agitated, the, you know, their hairs just bristle. Um, so, so a lot of that was, was kind of informing me. And then, of course, you have to kind of put it into some kind of scene. So I, I worked with Bill and Maisie's stunt double. Mm. And then I went to Ireland, Northern Ireland, to okay. Belfast. And I met Maisie for the first time. Now, Maisie plays Aria for those out there who, who aren't as familiar. But go on. Yeah. And, uh, and I had to teach her what I'd learned. So in the process of teaching her what I'd learned... We were already developing our our relationship, and so in a way, it felt very natural, really organic, mm. and um, and kind of a perfect way to kind of introduce each other because we we didn't know each other. You know, she'd all, she, I think she was just about to start, but she already had a lot on her, uh, her her plate because I think I was filming probably in the first week that shooting commenced uh, on the series, so. So it was, it was great. It was really great. And of course, you know, I'd spent uh, a month learning all this stuff and she picked it up in a couple of days. And <laughs> so I was like, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were going to ask you, um, you know, how did you guys, it, it seemed like you guys were having fun and uh, we were just wondering how those, those scenes went. Yeah, she was brilliant. You know, she's brilliant because she's open and she's intelligent and playful and hardworking and um, and very thoughtful and and uh, and so working with someone like that is just a, a joy. And and the other thing is that it's completely natural. Our relationship is natural. It's like I I talk to her and she and it, it it's it's all happening in that moment. We don't need to plan it. We need to plan our moves, of course. What I didn't realize is that. I turned up on the first day and uh, I know it was probably the second day when 
Dave and Dan turned up and went, so can we have the, can, can we see the scene? It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, thank God I did the work with Bill because I was going to, I was thinking someone was going to turn up and kind of, you know, Brian was going to turn up and go, could we do it like this and do it like this? But actually it wasn't like that at all. So I showed them what we'd created yeah. and uh, I think Brian went, can you make it a little bit more dancey? Huh. We put in a tango move. Put in a tango move. He says, "You do those pirouettes pretty well. Why don't you do a few more of those?" And uh, and so so we kind of tweaked it and uh, you know tuned it. But they were really happy. And then the rest was them just you know finding a way to shoot it. Which of course, whenever you're doing even part of part of me, no matter it's hard watching yourself on 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 film sometimes as an actor but you know you watch and you go yeah they did a good job but mm-hmm. you, but there's always a little bit of you go they didn't quite get that move in <laughs> they got that move that i worked on for like three weeks they didn't get it in they it's like and so there's always a little bit of that tension going on but but i, I you know i think it the most important thing of course as you said is is the relationship and the dynamic and of course Sirio's energy because in the first scene you see him being quite playful but then of course in episode six you see him be a little bit more somber mm-hmm. right you know with the whole thing about the god of death and right. so it's... oh that's such so... a great line that is like one of the most you know we i i'm on twitter a lot and that was so many people tweeted that line out as like a you know one of their favorite parts of uh, of that of that episode. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's great, George. Getting you know these characters like Sirio, and I, I imagine you know considering the the small part physically he plays, because of course you know he's a catalyst for Arya, and and it's 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 that it's what what happens to her in those in that first book, which kind of propels her you know as a character so so it's feeding that character so much but it it is interesting that that those characters are important because they're important as icons in many ways in the same way that obi-wan kenobi was and mr (laughs) miyaki and and uh you know all of those characters are are important because because we 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 enjoy the fact that they're unconventional and that they teach in unconventional ways and and yet at the same time they're incredibly wise right you know i hadn't thought of that but yeah obi-wan kenobi is absolutely perfect when he does that whole thing where he kind of he he turns up he's a character that has his history that we don't know about and then gets um just disappeared you know he gets you know we don't know whether he's being killed because when vader kind of slices him Mm -hmm. it 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 doesn't seem to do anything he just disappears and you go what the hell's happened and (laughs) people have said exactly the same thing about syria (laughs) and you know for the rest of the books you know aria is always saying in her head you know all the different lessons that uh that syria taught her yes So it has the same, and I'm, I, you know, I'd, I'm sure that George, ha, you know, had that that reference in his head when he was thinking about. But that's why these books are epic. You know, his books are epic because they have epic characters in them. Right, right. I, I, that's what I believe, anyway. Um, uh-huh. So can we talk about the uh, that episode eight fight scene a little bit? We haven't seen it yet, so no, uh, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did, though. <laughs> So in the book, they leave it very 
they leave a, and everyone who's listening to this now has has seen it by now so we'll just have to you know assume some things but um in the book they leave it very open ended as to what happens to Serio and i was wondering if 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 the show continues that is it still kind of open ended as to his fate or or are they more sort of graphic about what happens it's exactly like the book okay that's <laughs> that's good i mean it, what happens is that I think there's uh, five Lannister guards that Sirio takes out. We added an extra one just because Buster <laughs> realized I like showing off. So, <laughs> six. so I take six out and then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then that, that big MF t- turns up and kind of all clad in armor and, mm. and breaks the practice sword. Right. And I was doing some ADR, you know, like, um, you know, just post, uh, you know, voiceover stuff, uh, mm. picking up some lines. And I did see the end of the scene, although I didn't see the beginning of it. But they get this great shot. And obviously, you've all seen it now. But it's, it's. I mean, I'm small, but they put the camera on the floor behind, behind, is it Meryn Trant? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. And he looks like a giant, and I look <laughs> tiny as he basically closes in on me with this broken sword in my hand. And you see kind of Maisie, you know, scuttling off. And it's like, you just go, yeah, he looks like a bloody giant. And, uh, but, but I'm there standing my ground. And I really wanted to throw away the, the, the sword. And they went, no, don't throw it away. You're going to do something with that sword. I went, okay, what? We don't know. We're going to cut from there after <laughs> before we get to that bit. So it is exactly like the book. You basically you you see that happen. He closes in, and then you just follow uh, Arya and her escape. Right, and that's it. Oh, I cannot wait to see that scene. That is going to be yeah. That's now. I cannot absolutely wait another week for this now. <laughs> it's good. I have to say, I was pretty impressed. And Buster, Buster, really kind of. He really made me sweat to, to really... Some of the moves are just... But they're kind of... You have to remember that it, it's... You know, I just have a wooden practice sword. I have to say something about the wooden practice sword, right? It's much heavier than a, a steel blade. <laughs> I had such bad wrists after, after filming. Literally, it, they, it lasted about three months where I couldn't use my wrists normally. Oh, man. It was it was so heavy, and I was kind of having to use it like a saber, you know, like a mm-hmm. fencing sword with mm-hmm. one hand. And of course, Ciro goes on about it's just as heavy as it needs to be, and it's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be that heavy. It could be, it could be so much lighter. <laughs> it's filled with lead. Yeah, but it, I, those are just words. Why don't you just give me a light wooden sword? <laughs> oh my. Oh, I and, uh, it, it, and it was hard. It was hard work, especially when you're, you, you're, you've got the stunt guys and um, there's a couple of moves where you're kind of cracking them again, you know, in, in, in the um, Adam's apple, oh, like yeah, yeah. back of heads. And, uh, and of course, you're, tr- you're trying to kind of do it, but not. Um, and of course, there's a couple of times when in the, in the melee, because basically I'm fighting, fighting six people at the same time, that you're kind, of, you're kind of whacking them and, you know, they're falling down choking and you're going, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. And Buck's always going to me going, listen, it's their job to get out of the way. It's their jo- job 
to to so you don't have to say sorry it's not your fault mm-hmm. I was like really they're stunt guys they're, this is their professional job <laughs> like, you just do the moves and you know and it was like okay I was kind of hoping you were going to tell me that I should just take it easy he said no got to go for it (laughs) (laughs) helmets and like some of those blows really connect especially the very first one that's my favorite moment we can talk about it now because uh you've all seen the episode but the um splitting up the line my name is Cyril Farrell and you'll be speaking to me with more respect Mm, yes oh right split it up so the night comes over. I think in the in the in the script it was like, "Get out of my way, you bald, you a bald old bloke." And of course, the you know Dan and Dave going, "He's not old. He's not that bald." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just make just say, "You little man," like that. So he comes over, "Get out of my way, you little man." And 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 uh, and I've just got my kind of sword, kind of nonchalantly, kind of folded in my hand, and I kind of just whack it, whack it. He's got he's just about to draw his sword, whack his hand. That's about mm-hmm. to draw, draw his sword uh, and go. My name is Ciro Farrell, and then I just whack his hand and then smack him across the back of the head, which knocks him out cold. And then I say, "And you'll be speaking to me with more respect." And it's like the way we split it, and that was Buster's idea just to split mm-hmm. it. Really, what it, you know, I, I remember seeing that when they when we kind of like filming it for rehearsals, and I thought that's a brilliant idea, yeah. and that's the stuff that kind of Buster is brilliant at. You know, he's not just a, a fight coordinator. He really understands how to tell a story. That is, that is incredible, and yeah, I cannot wait to see that scene. <laughs> Hands okay. down. So, did you think Game of Thrones was going to be this big? Did you think that it was going to get renewed and just become this huge sensation? When I started following the forums and the blogs and realizing that this is more than just a television series, that this is what happens when books are successful and a story really captures people's imagination i i that's when i realized that it could be when i realized that hbo were being smart enough to involve the fans in the build-up i realized that it probably would be and then of course knowing how the producers and the creative team were approaching the the, the material i think it was it was it would have been it would have been a big surprise to me if uh, of course we don't you know viewing figures are are difficult nowadays because we don't watch television in the same way you know we we don't watch it on the night it, it premieres sometimes we watch it later we can mm-hmm. record it well you know there's mm-hmm. so many different ways of i don't know how they really keep a handle on these things but but um but you could tell there was an appetite for it and 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 i think just the fact that they the, the creative team did it with so much love attention to detail and with a with a belief that it, it, they wanted to do do the story that they love justice and uh, and i think i think that all of those elements all of those ingredients i think it, it was quite clear but it was something that evolved in my in my in my head of course you know because you know you also know what your own reaction is to it and you talk to other members of the cast and i remember having lots of conversations with harry lloyd about about you know the books and about how they kind of affected us when we started reading it and and we all always were saying you know how proud we were to be part of something that we felt was going to be was something that will probably resonate for a little while yeah, you know absolutely you know, it will kind of be, I, I really hope that it will be something that people remember that will be one of those kind of cult classics. 
and and I'm sure it will be, and and I and I I really hope that you know. I mean, the, we'll know when you know we we are we're doing the the fifth book. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll know, won't we? <laughs> if we're still doing when we get to that stage, and we're doing the fifth book. Uh, I can't uh, imagine. I can't imagine know, them not at this point. But it's just it's just that because it'll be just because we know that it's all been so carefully planned out. Yeah. It's like, how can you stop the story at, you know, at, the, at the end of the second book? I mean, we know we can. We've seen television series that have done that. But it's, it's, it's just go, you know, do it. Because there is an audience out there. And the oh, brilliant yeah. thing about it is that it's, there isn't just an audience. But there's, you know, it got, it's getting critical acclaim. People actually think it's good. Oh, absolutely. And those are the hardest people to please because they, they watch television for a living. So, so I think... I think it's good. We are very proud of it. Uh, I think we all kind of felt like we were part of something special and that it's something that, you know, if you only do one of these once in your lifetime as a as, a, as an actor, then you can go, that's, that's good enough. That's all right. <laughs> uh, I'll do that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, uh, that that brings us up to our next question, which is what's... What's next for you? Do you have any Do you have any plans for uh, for your for the future? Because I, I don't think we're going to see Serio for a little while, unfortunately. Tarting my ass around casting directors and <laughs> um, I'm you're going to see me in. Uh, I don't know if you know about if whether it's on your radar, but do you, do you know about a television series called The Inbetweeners? I definitely heard of it. So it's a big thing in this country. We've okay. had like three series of it, and it's kind of come to the end. But they've decided to make a television movie of it. It's that the boys there are are we have a sixth form, you know that that time between school and university, mm-hmm. and it's just about you know what sixteen to seventeen year olds get up to, and uh, the chemistry with the boys and the writers are very is very good. And and uh, if you in many ways you could say, oh, it's you know, we've seen it all before, you know, you've had American Pie, you know, mm. it's it's that kind of thing. But, you know, it's always about the people involved and the writing that makes a difference. And this has won a lot of awards. It's been a real phenomenon here in this country. So they've made a, a full a full length feature film and the cool. boys go to Greece on holiday and get up to a lot of get get up to a lot of trouble. And I play uh, a Greek uh, waiter okay. who they come across, who is overly friendly but very very bad bad at his job <laughs> that's, that's, he, don't, he don't speak the english very well you know <laughs> well we usually get everything a couple of years later here that uh, <laughs> that gets that's in the uk first so so that would so be really looking forward to that <laughs> August. but uh, you know apart from that it's just a case of you know you go to screen tests i've had some really nice screen tests for you know things have really changed a lot for british actors you know mm. there's a big to and fro between british actors working in america and vice versa and and you know i i get given scripts for pilots for for american you know and and so you kind of do them and you read them and you go i know you want me to be like um oh my god what's that greek actor in the in the hangover Galifrakis. Oh his... yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach, yeah. Zach Galifrakis. Yeah. Yes. So, so you know, you you do you you know you you read that part and you go, 
yeah, you'd have him if you could get him. So you just have to <laughs> do it like him. And I could do a great impersonation of him. I'd, you know, grow a beard, put on a, a little bit more weight. It's like, I can do all that. But, but you know, it's it's just a case of, you know, mm. just keep going to them. Maybe something will come off. But right now, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm just I'm just going to castings and seeing where that's going to lead. But I'll let wow. you know. Yeah, I'm sure I'm you'll sure. find out if I am doing anything. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we, I certainly hope so, at least. Thank you so much for doing this interview. I could definitely listen to you talk all day. <laughs> really... Oh well, that's just as well because, <laughs> like I said. I don't. I'm not. I'm not short on the old verbiage, but it's been an absolute pleasure, and um, I hope I've answered your questions. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you know, it's great. I've been enjoying listening to the podcast. It's oh, been really, good. really great, and it's great. I'm really kind of keep up the good work. It's brilliant. Well, thank you. Thank That's, you very much. That that really means a lot to us. That's huge, and I, I, I well, love that you actually know, listen. I want, I want you to know something, right? It's, it's something that. Um, you know, we we don't really talk about it a lot because, you know, most of the time we don't get involved in things like this where there is, you know, a community of people who kind of, mm. you know, who are as as important as the people who create either the books or the, or the, you know, the television series. But it's something that we're all really aware of and it's something that we, um, we've always been like, it's it's so cool. It's so cool to know that people kind of care about it. You know, and it's great that it's it's not just about the people who make it in isolation in some kind of vacuum, but mm. that we we're kind of doing it together. You know, and HBO knew that from the start. You know, they knew they couldn't leave the people who cared about it the most out of out of the picture or out of the kind of like the process of making it. You know, so well, it's 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 all great. It's all great, and it all kind of adds to the kind of. You know, it's good discussing it. You know, I, I do look around the forums and, and, and listen to what people have to say about it because it's intriguing. Right. Not from a personal point of view, but because, because you know, you hear things that you go, oh, my God, I never even even considered that. <laughs> you know, it's like it opens up a whole new world. Yeah, and I mean, that's absolutely why we started doing it, just because, you know, we wanted to talk about it and we needed a, a place to do that. And I think that's why we've had so many people downloading the podcast because there's a lot of people who, you know, they're really into it, but they don't have a friend who they can just sit there and talk to for an hour yeah. after the show's over. So they get to listen and kind of do that, do it vicariously and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. so it's really exciting for us. And, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate the, the interview and, uh, I thought, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Have, right. have a great evening. You, you too. too. Enjoy yourself. Bye.